0: Welcome to Connect Church Podcast with Louise Cardozo. I hope that everyone may be blessed on this day. So I would like to share with you something. And if you can open your Bibles on the book of John, the gospel of John, we will be reading from verse 1 to verse 5. And then the verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Father, this is your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you bring this word alive in our hearts and minds, that we may know and have everything you want us today, because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Lord, that was heaven invading earth. And we pray, Lord, that we may... You know, not just hear and know the theory about it. But that we may allow this truth and this reality to change who we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we celebrate what we call the Elder's Gate Sunday. That is the experience when John Wesley had an amazing experience with God. But that not only changed him. But that changed the whole scenario of Christianity. Because after Wesley, Christianity wasn't the same. Today, the Wesleyan tradition is is the largest in the world. More people were saved through this tradition than any other. But all to glorify God. But let's remember that he didn't start this ministry or this life with God in an amazing way. He was a Christian. He became a pastor, a minister. And he went as a missionary to America. In that time, America wasn't the great place or that amazing place. He didn't went to this amazing place. He went and stayed around three years there. But throughout his time there, he lacked freedom from sin, freedom from guilty, freedom from the uncertainty of salvation and freedom that only Jesus can give for us to have joy and life. So John Wesley was a missionary, was a minister, was a Christian uh, with all that in his life. But he was lacking the fundamental life that Jesus came to give us. That is freedom from sin. Freedom from, you know, this blame and guilty that Satan is always trying to put on our faces. Freedom from the uncertainty of salvation. But then in 1738, he came back from uh, America after a very terrible experience as, as a missionary. To the point that he said, I went there to convert the Indians, but all who shall convert me. Have you ever felt a failure? Have you ever felt that you went to do something and actually, you not that you didn't achieve, but you came back more empty than when you, you went there. So when he came back, he was almost in despair. He didn't have faith to continue to preach. On his way back, he was on this ship and and, and was in the middle of the storm. And he was afraid and scared. And he was in anguish. There's some modern theologians that would say that he was very near if not having a panic attack. And he was afraid of his own salvation. He was afraid of his life. But then he heard a group of people singing with joy in the middle of that situation. That's when he realized that he was lacking something. And he met this man. He became friends with Peter Boyler, a Moravian. And, and he confessed to him his growing misery. That actually he knew a lot of theory. He he was a very big head guy. He had a lot of knowledge. A lot of titles. He knew all you know, all the authors from the past, he could read Hebrew, he could read Greek. But he didn't have the most important thing that was that intimacy that changed him inside out. He had a lot of information. But, uh, you know, when you take any book that is full of information, but there's no life there. Wesley was like that, lacking life. And then he even, he even thought to live altogether. He said to Peter Boyer that he didn't have faith to continue. And then he said to him, preach faith till you have it, he advised. And then because you have it, you will preach. In other words, don't give up. A few weeks later, he was invited and it was a day like today, May 24th, 1738. And then Wesley wrote on his journal that he was invited to this meeting, but he went very unwillingly, not just. That he didn't want to go, but very unwillingly. And there, when he got there, someone, they were reading Luther's preface to the Epistle to the Romans about a quarter before nine. He was, when they were reading and describing the change which God works in the hearts through faith in Christ. When, you know, someone was reading the change that only God can do when people trust in Him. He finally got it. All that information, all that big head past, all that thing came together. And he felt his heart strangely warmed. He felt he did trust in Christ, in Christ alone for salvation. He had assurance that God gave him, the assurance that his sins were forgiven. And he was saved from law of sin and death. There is one extract from Martin Luther's preface to the letters of St. Paul's to the Romans in 1552 that most people believe that was that, that was being read when he had this experience. That says, Faith is a work of God in us, which makes us completely different people in mind, heart, sense, and all our powers. And when they were reading that, power that Jesus transforms, that He's real, that He can change anyone, even Him, even us, struck Him once for all. And then He understood three things that we need to understand today in order to have our hearts strangely warmed and our lives on fire for God. The first thing He understood is that He needed conversion. You might be thinking, Louis, I think He went too far. He was a minister. Yes. Everyone needs conversion. And let me tell you, more than one in their lifetime. And I'm not saying to you that he had a conversion from atheism to Jesus. Because he already knew a lot of things about Jesus. But to know a lot of things about someone doesn't make you a friend of that person. On that night, he had a transformation from information-based faith in a relationship-based faith. He went from just knowing about Jesus to knowing Jesus and having the assurance in Jesus that changed everything. It's the same for ourselves. We need conversion. We need conversion. Christianity nowadays and all in most people in our churches and, and most people that profess the name of Jesus, they need to repent and they need to convert themselves to Jesus. From a feeling-centered life to a Jesus-centered life. And that started when he went unwillingly to that society. How many times we are in a feeling centered Christianity where I need to feel well. I need to feel good. It's all about me from service, discipleship, to church, to anything. I am the center. I need to feel good. And if I don't, I blame everyone. I'll find a new place, whatever else. But I am the person that needs to be glorified on that relationship. That is the case. We need to repent today. We need to convert from a feeling-centered life to a Jesus-centered life like John Wesley did. We need to have a conversion from an information-based life to a relationship-based life. Look, when you get to heaven, God will not ask you how many books did you read. Don't get me wrong. I'm all in favor to read books. I read on average one a week. But I'm not saying that. God will not ask you how many you know authors can you quote. He will ask if you know the one book that makes the difference, and if you, if you did what it says, he doesn't care if you can quote Ravi Zachariah or Dostoevsky or someone else. He cares if you can walk like Jesus did. That's what makes the difference, and that's why wisely understood on that day, we need to convert. We need a conversion to a circumstance-centered life to a godly-centered life. What that means is how many people is in a circumstance-centered gospel where if things are well, I'm happy. If things are not well, then God turned his back on me and I'm no longer happy. We need to change from that. If things are well, God is good. If things are not well, God is good. If we are in the most prosperous time in our lives, God is good. If we are in the middle of a pandemic, God is good. That's a godly centered life. His experience with God, John Wesley, came when he understood the change which God works in the hearts of those who have faith on him. And if we want the same experience, if we want this fire from heaven, we need to understand that God will work change in our lives when we have faith on him. Until that point, Wesley sent a letter to one of his friends and he wrote that until that moment he thought that he would be saved by three things. One, for not being so bad as other people. How many times we think that? I'm not. I I don't rob. I don't kill. I should go to heaven. No, we don't. There's nothing we can do to buy our way to heaven. This is the Connect Church Podcast. The second thing is to have and still kindness for religion. There's no relationship there, but he was kindness for religion. He was involved with all the ceremony, all the things. And the third is, he read the Bible. He went to church and he did pray sometimes. Look, that doesn't make anyone Christian. helps. But what makes us Christians is to know Jesus and to walk towards him in light of his message and become more like him. When he understood that wasn't his performance that led him to heaven, but his relationship with Jesus. Then he understood that we all are invited to this relationship with Jesus. We need a conversion from this, all this performance gospel to a Christ gospel, from this entertainment gospel to a Jesus gospel. The second thing that we can see here that he had on that day is that he understood that he needed a conversion and a transformation and, and he needed to put his theory into practice. That's the second thing we need to understand. We need, it is time for us to live theory and start to leave practice i'm not against theory but if it's not leading you to practice there's something wrong the text that we read in john most authors and scholars say that it's god giving the script of until now you had a lot of theory the tablets you have the commandments the laws Always through someone, but now it's time to get into practice. It is time to know God by Himself. That's what we need to do, not through anyone else. You and God. It's time to get practice. It's time to live what the Bible says. It's time to be the kind of Christians that Jesus wants you and I to be. When where they arrive in Georgia, 1735, a Moravian pastor. He was called Spanberg. He stopped Wesley and started to ask a few questions to him. The first thing he asked is, Have you the witness within yourself, Mr. Wesley? Does the Spirit of God bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God? So Wesley had to give a very straight answer to that. But he couldn't. And when he saw that Wesley was surprised by this question, he asked, Mr. Wesley, do you know Jesus Christ? After a pause, Wesley replied, I know he is the savior of the world. And Spangberg said, True. But do you know he has saved you? Do you know that he has saved you? Wesley answered, I hope he has died to save me. Spangberg added, Do you know yourself? And Wesley said, I hope so. But in fact, He thought that could be only vain words. Sometimes we are really, really wrong. Because we have a very good theory. God saved the world. God this, God that. But is that reality to you? Are you living by the power of the Spirit? Do you believe to you? Not just to others. We do. Sometimes in my life I'm so quick and so strong to help others. To say, don't worry, God can forgive everything. If you truly repent, he can forgive you and give you a second chance. But sometimes when it's with me, I carry that guilt for years. (laughs) Sometimes someone is you and I say, yeah, let's pray. God can heal you right now. But then when he's with me, I get anxious. I get fearful. It's time to believe. It's time to migrate from a theory-based life to a life full of practice. That God is alive, He's acting, and He's changing the world through you and me. Do you believe? I'll ask you, like Springberg asked John Wesley Do you believe to yourself? Do you believe enough to leave sin today? Do you believe enough to know that in God alone we have joy? Do you believe that? So let's go to the third point. And now that We had the opportunity to understand we need this conversion. We need to go to practice. Now it's time to go and set the world on fire. These experiences of the past are not just to help us to look to the past and say how awesome these people were. It's for us to know, wow, God can do even more with my life. Only when our hearts are strangely warmed by the Holy Spirit. Only when we understand that God wants to set us on fire. Send the Holy Spirit to us. Only then will we understand what Jesus is actually willing to do with the world. We need to receive this touch, this assurance that we have on the Spirit, but we will only have when we decide to go. It's time to go and have your experiences with God. It's time to see His miracles in practice. It's time to know and put this knowledge into practice. Building life and generating fruit to go to the glory of God alone. After his experience, Wesley said that his faith now was not only speculative, rational, cold, lifeless. But that was got into practice in his life. Be refreshed and inspired by the Holy Spirit today. Just finishing one of the last things that Ravi Zachariah reminded before he died. He wrote that in a book, uh, uh, I believe, 10 years ago. But before he died, a couple of days before he died, he shared a story. And he, he shared that he remembered a time when an old man asked him. He was very young at the time. Ravi, what are you doing? And he stopped and he thought that that was some kind of tricky question. So the man said, tell me. And Ravi said, I, I don't know. You tell me. He said, You are building your memories. You are building your future. So make them good ones. Guys, what you are doing right now is that you are building your future. You are building the future of God in your life and what He wants to do through your life. You are building memories, so build good ones. After his experience, Wesley traveled 250,000 miles by horse. He preached 40,000 sermons in his life. Guys, just to put it in perspective. Wesley preached 40,000 sermons in his life. Billy Graham, on the time of radio and television. It's believed that he preached 12,000. At the age of 83, he was angry with the doctor. Because his doctor didn't want him to preach more than 14 times a week. At 86... He wrote that laziness is slowing crippling in because it was hard to leave bed before 5.30 a.m. I don't know about you, but this man was the same man that failed as a missionary and had a very, very different life from what he wanted. The difference was that he finally understood that was on the power of the Spirit, that all that difference made sense. Today, I'd like to pray... And ask God to come over you with power and glory. And shake your life like he did with Wesley. That we may have this confidence. That we may have this knowledge. That with Jesus, we already have everything we need. Go build your memories. Build testimony in a life that glorifies God. Father, in Jesus' name, I just put my brothers and sisters before you now. And I pray that we may all be in one mind before you. Lord God, we don't want just to know with our minds. We want to know with our hearts. We want to know with everything we have and everything we are. Lord, we need conversion. We need to live this life of entertainment, of feeling-centered life, circumstance-based life, to a gospel based on the person of Jesus Christ. We need to migrate from a full of theory life to a life where Jesus is shown through everything we do and everything we are. And now we pray, Lord, that we may go... Thanks for joining the Connect Church podcast. If you'd like more information or to ask us a question, please go to www.cntchurch.co.uk